Saint Ignatius of Loyola, a 16th century priest and founder of the Society of Jesus, wrote a famous meditation in his spiritual exercises, which many priests or seminarians pray through on a 30-day retreat called the Meditation of the Two Standards. You see, Saint Ignatius was a military man, so when he imagined two standards, he thought of two banners for two separate armies on a wide, vast field of battle. On one side of this field of battle, you had Jesus Christ himself, King of the universe, sitting on a throne of light and goodness, surrounded by his angels and his saints, his apostles and the martyrs. On the other side of this great field of battle, you had the army of the evil one, the devil, Satan, surrounded by his minions and demons, ruling with terror and fear. Over the course of many different holy hours, the retreatant is eventually given this imperative, this command. Choose between the army of light and goodness with Jesus as king and between the army of darkness. Choose which one will you be part of. Now, it should come as no surprise, I'm going to say, choose Jesus, obviously. But it's never quite that simple. St. Ignatius notes two things. First off, every single person on this earth is tempted by the army of darkness, by Satan. He wants to lead us into his army. And secondly, the devil tempts us with a few very particular things. This is not an exhaustive list, but primarily it's through riches, worldly honor, and pride. Now again, don't do these things. But it's always a little more complicated than that. I doubt anyone here would betray Jesus for 30 pieces of silver like Judas did. But it's always in the little things that we get you know, step by step towards that army of darkness. For riches, do we perhaps unnecessarily work on the Sabbath? I understand some people have, you know, service jobs that you need to work on Sunday. But do we do any unnecessary work on the Lord's Day? Or do we set that time away solely for worship and time with growing in our relationship with the Lord? When it comes to worldly honor, Again, it can be the small things. Do we grow in resentment if we're not thanked for a good deed that we have done? Or do we, are we angry if someone is chosen for honors, be it a family member or a coworker, before I am? And then finally, there's pride. That's one that always gets me. I remember in my own life, a short time after praying with this exercise, I went golfing with a friend. I was ahead by two strokes on the last hole, and I wanted to win very badly. So I remember psyching him out a little bit, you know, trying to distract him as he takes his shots, 
just so he would, you know, whiff one so I would eventually win the match. The Lord made it very clear when I was praying after that golf match that even in that slight, small way, I was being tempted by pride. I was taking one step closer to this army of darkness. All of these things, step by step, in very small ways, lead us closer to that army of darkness. Now we know we want to choose the army of Christ. What does Jesus promise those who join him? I often think of the Beatitudes as a list for those who would be blessed if they follow the Lord. Theirs is the kingdom of heaven. They will be comforted. They will inherit the earth. They will receive mercy. They will see God. That is what happens if we follow the army of Christ. However, Satan rules with fear and terror. We don't want that. We know it is only through Jesus, it is only through Christ our King, that we will find peace and joy, life everlasting. Heaven is a place that we want to be. So, how do we counter the temptations of the evil one to riches, worldly honor, and pride? St. Augustine wrote in one of his letters, we need three things to counter the temptations of the evil one. First, we need to develop a spirit of humility. The second thing we need, and you're not going to like this one, we need to develop a spirit of humility. And last, but not least, we need to develop a spirit of humility. Jesus Christ himself is an excellent example of humility. This is God himself who descended to our earth to become man, born in a stable in Bethlehem. Jesus was mocked, spit upon, struck, stripped, and crucified, all as a great and glorious act of his humility, which we are called to imitate. To quote the Catholic author Jacques Philippe in one of his meditations on the Beatitudes, the very nature of love, the very nature of love is to humble oneself. We choose humility when we're at peace, when someone receives honors or is chosen above me. We choose humility when we're able to win or lose a golf match gracefully. We choose humility, again, this one always gets me, when you see a dirty dish in the sink, and instead of being resentful or angry or frustrated, we out of love wash that dirty dish. There's a lot of dirty dishes in the seminary. You can trust me on that one. <laughs> we choose humility when we don't need the last word in an argument with a friend or a spouse. 
We choose humility when we step into the confessional and we say, forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. We choose humility when we, in the Mass, pray, Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof before we receive communion. Every act for riches, worldly honor, and pride is a step towards darkness, a step towards the army of the evil one. Every humble act that we do is a step closer to the army of light, to where Jesus Christ himself, king of the universe, reigns. Both armies are out there fighting for souls. Ultimately, there is only one thing we can do. Choose.